what Pastor Jesse spoke on last week? Do you remember what he challenged us to do? That's right. I heard that. Live wholeheartedly. That's right. Give 100% to Jesus. So how effective were you this past week in giving 100%, living wholeheartedly for Jesus? Okay. Well, that's good. All right. We got to... But it was quite a challenge, wasn't it? Now, you know, I probably couldn't raise my hand that I did it either, but I, I tried. And as I interacted with different people throughout the week, you know, like at BB's, my, my favorite place to go, um, I, I made sure that I was open to what God's Spirit would have me say to the people at the checkout. I was, as I was interacting at other places. I was, okay, what do you want me to say, God? What, I was just open to see how God's Spirit would lead me. And that's part of being 100%, giving 100% to God. So continue working on that, church. Let's continue to work on that and see what God is going to do through us. The past number of weeks we've been talking about, we are the church. And Pastor Jesse shared about the world that we live in. It is broken. And that's why the church is so important to, to give hope, to share with people how they can know Jesus as their Savior. We live in a broken world. We have the answer. The answer is Jesus. Because he's the one who can bring forgiveness. He's the one who can bring healing to the broken hearts. We, we can have our sins forgiven. Pastor Jesse was challenging us that as a follower of Jesus, let's, let's not get distracted by the things that this world puts in front of us to get us off track from following Jesus 100%. And he, he challenged us to evaluate where we spend our, our time and our energy and our attention. And so we are the church. The church is a very important part of God's plan for this world. We are it, folks. We are it. Now, this morning, I want to talk about being a wholehearted follower of Jesus comes with certain benefits, but it also comes with responsibilities because of those benefits. Now, being a wholehearted follower of Jesus, we have benefits like being forgiven, being unconditionally loved, having a purpose in life, having hope of a glorious, eternal life, having inner peace. But it also comes with another benefit that I want to spend the rest of our time talking about, and that is the gift that God has given us that he has equipped us to use. Gift given by the Holy Spirit. And as we say, it's a spiritual gift. 
So that's where we're going to spend our time this morning. Turning your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If you don't have a Bible, there might be one in the chair in front of you, uh, or turn on your device and follow along as we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, starts out with a warning or a command here. It says, now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. Now, obviously, this is an important topic. The Apostle Paul, in addressing problems in the Corinthian church, um, he says, hey, look, I want to talk to you about spiritual gifts. This is a topic that he was greatly concerned about because people were misusing their spiritual gifts. So he says, look, I don't want you to be uninformed about spiritual gifts, folks. Here it is. Here it is. So I'm thinking that if the Apostle Paul was concerned about people in the Corinthian church, I think we need to be concerned about spiritual gifts here at Waterway Church because we don't want you to be uninformed about spiritual gifts either. Now, if you trusted Christ as your Savior, you have put your faith in Jesus that his shed blood and his death on the cross paid the penalty for your sins, and that by rising again, Jesus confirmed that he was the Son of God, that the salvation that he brought was sufficient. You have a spiritual gift. God has bestowed on you at least one spiritual gift. The Apostle Paul, in writing to the Romans, said this in Romans 12, 6. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. In writing to the Christians, Paul says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. We have a gift. Earlier in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 7, he says this, but each of you has your own gift from God. One has this gift, another has that. You have a spiritual gift. Now, I want you to look at two things. We each have a spiritual gift. God has given us a spiritual gift. It has come from God. It doesn't come from anything else but from God. So it is God who sovereignly bestows that gift on you. God has given you a gift. Peter, in writing to the believers who were scattered across the eastern and northern Mediterranean area, he, he wrote this in 1 Peter 4.10. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So what is the purpose of that gift that God has given you? That's kind of obvious here. It says that you should use whatever gift you receive to serve others. 
It's not so you look good. It's not to build yourself up. It's not for any other reason than to serve others. All right, let's stop and define what a spiritual gift is. We talked about that God has given you a spiritual gift because you are a believer. We've talked about that it comes from God and that we should use it. So what are we talking about? A spiritual gift is a channel through which the Holy Spirit ministers through people to other people to accomplish the will of God. One of the interesting things is that God doesn't do anything that's not in accordance with his will. Everything that God does is so that his will gets accomplished here on earth. That's his desire. So God has given us spiritual gifts so that we can minister to other people to accomplish the will of God. Now, a spiritual gift is not an ability, okay? Like the worship team up here, they have musical ability. It's extremely obvious that they have musical talent. But that is not a spiritual gift. The musical talent is not a spiritual gift in and of itself. But see, God gives the spiritual gift of maybe service so that they can take their musical ability and use it to impact, to influence us who are joining them in worshiping God. I mean, it, they do such a wonderful job in pointing us to God. That is awesome. That is a gift that they have. Because they're not up here making it about themselves. They're up here making it about God. Let's worship God. That is a spiritual gift that they have that they are helping. Maybe it's the gift of service. I don't know. But it's a gift that they have to enable us to worship God. Now, I, I've been in some churches where worship teams have made it all about themselves, and it's, a, it's more of a show than it is about worship. But I think our worship team has the gift, a spiritual gift, in order to help us to worship God. Pastor Jesse is a good orator. He speaks well. But if he doesn't have the gift of teaching, or even the gift of service, you know what? Those fine words aren't going to mean a, a thing. <laughs> But because Pastor Jesse has that gift, the Spirit uses those words to touch our hearts, to motivate us to work in our lives, even to change us. Let's pause and consider something here. You know, God in His infinite wisdom chose us, people, to impact the world. God chose us to be the ones to make a difference in this world. Man, have you ever thought about, wouldn't it have been cool to have a pastor who was an angel? 
Man, he comes strutting in. You know what I did this week, guys? I was up in heaven. I was talking to, you know, I was talking to the Apostle Paul. And, you know, he was telling me about, you know, I mean, to have a pastor who was like an angel, man, I mean, everything that he said would be absolutely clear. It would be just phenomenal. That'd be so cool. I mean, I mean, he could tell like, you know, well, just the other day, God told me, to go answer the prayer to this person and, you know, in this place. And I had to go there and, man, I fought off all these demons because they didn't want, you know, that answer to prayer to get there. And, you know, imagine the stories they could tell. I mean, it would be spellbounding. He'd be like, this would be awesome. But the guy didn't do that. He chose us. He chose us to be the ones to accomplish his will here on earth, which is why he has given each of us a spiritual gift. Can I say that that God is trusting us to use those gifts that he has given us? God is trusting in us that, you know what? I'm going to use the gift that God has given me. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians 12 again. And Paul elaborates more on the use of the spiritual gifts in the church. And the, as, as we read, I'm not going to take time to read down through all the verses, but they were arguing over, you know, which gift is better. And that, you know, my gift is better than your gift. And that, you know, I get to do this, and, you know, like up in front of people. And, you know, so my, my gift is more spiritual than yours. And, you know, you should want, you know, the, the gifts that, you know, are the showy gifts and the flashy gifts. And, you know, and... <laughs> I'm sure the Apostle Paul was just kind of shaking his head at those people. And, you know, look at verse 7. He says, look, folks. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Each gift is good for everyone, okay? There is no gift that is better than another gift. We need all the gifts, And I have said this before, but I think the people who are going to get the most rewards in heaven, give me the people in the nursery and the people in the twos and threes classroom. (laughs) Because I tell you what, you definitely have to have a gift to be in the nursery. I don't have that gift. I'm not a small baby person, but God bless those people who are, who are in that nursery, loving on those little kids. Man, that's awesome. That is awesome. That is a gift that God has given those people. And to be in the twos and threes, you got all those snotty-nosed kids running around wiping their nose on your leg 
pant leg, and you know, it's just, wow. That's a gift. That's a gift to be in there <laughs> working with those children. Paul said, you know what? Those people, those people have the same type of gift that Pastor Jesse and I have to be able to stand up here and speak. There's no, no greater gift. They're all the same because they are all needed in the work of the church. So Paul moves on then in verses 12 to 27 with an, with an illustration. He's, he's like, you know, there is no gift, one gift that's bigger or better than another. So let me give you an illustration, starting in verse 12, 1 Corinthians 12, 12. Just as a body, the one has many parts, but it's many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we are all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentile, slave or free. In other words, it doesn't matter who you are or what your background is. We are all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. Now, if an ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. So God has given you a gift. In his sovereignty, he has given you a gift. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And let me tell you what, I found that out this week, this past week, so did my wife with a broken ankle. Absolutely, I tell you what. Well, I didn't feel a thing, but she hurts. <laughs> she hurts a lot. And I tell you what, the whole body hurts just because of that broken ankle. Absolutely. So I could sort of identify what Paul was saying here. Verse 22, on the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. I'll stop there. Paul very clearly illustrates that every gift is of equal 
importance. Every gift is needed in the body of Christ for the church to function properly. You're needed. God has sovereignly given you gifts to use here in the church. So you might say, okay, so what are the gifts you're talking about? I'm not not sure. Well, here we are. Here's a a listing of gifts that I put together a number of years ago um, from different passages. So from Romans 12, we see that Paul was talking about the gift of exhortation, giving, leadership, mercy, prophecy, service, and teaching. That was from Romans 12. Let's go on to the next slide. 1 Corinthians 12, Paul lists again another uh, grouping of gifts. Administration, apostle, discernment, faith, healings, helps, knowledge, miracles, prophecy, teaching, tongues, tongues interpretation, and wisdom. And then also in Ephesians 4, Paul lists some more gifts. Gifts of apostle, evangelism, pastor, prophecy, and teaching. So, I know I went over them really quick, but bear with me. These are the gifts that God has bestowed on believers, people who are part of his church. Now, you may be saying, okay, well, I kind of know what gifts I have. Good. If you're saying, you know, I'm not sure what gifts I have, there's a place where you can take a survey. Gifts dot churchgrowth.org. So I'll give you time to write that down. Gifts dot churchgrowth.org. So if you want to find out, okay, what, what gifts do I have? Here's a website that you can go to. Gifts dot churchgrowth.org. And when you go to that website, this screen will pop up. And it talks about, okay, hey, your gifts. If you scroll down, go to the next slide, Debbie. It says, get started under individual edition. You click on get started, and it will take you to a survey. Now, let me tell you, the survey is 107 questions. So don't do that if you have like five minutes. Um, You will need a little bit of time to work through that, but it's very easy. It'll ask you some questions, and then you just click on the answer to those questions, and it will tabulate everything for you, and then it will guide you, and so you might possibly have these gifts. So if you are saying, look, I'm not real computer savvy. Could I have a paper copy? Yes, you can. I can get you a paper copy. It's not this survey, but it's another survey. And uh, I can give you a paper copy. You can contact me at steve at waterwaychurch.com. So we've got new email addresses. You can contact jesse at jesse at waterwaychurch.com. Or you can contact me at steve at waterwaychurch.com. So if you would like a paper copy, email me at steve at waterwaychurch.com. I'm not asking you to send any gifts or anything like that to get your copy. So just email me, and I can get you a paper copy. And also, if you would like an explanation about these gifts, you know, what is gifts of administration? What does that mean? Or, you know, gifts of prophecy? What? I also have explanations. 
uh, about what each gift is. So if you would like that, you can contact me at... There you go. Woo, you guys are good. All right. Yeah, so I can email you that document because it's like 20 pages long. And uh, so I didn't want to print out a whole bunch of copies. But if you're interested, you can contact me and I will get you that. Um, I want you to think about something else with me. Um, I think you all believe in the sovereignty of God, right? That God has a plan and a purpose, right? Yeah, you would say, yeah, I agree with that. So you being here in church today, there's a reason for you to be here because that's what God will for you to be here. Do you think that God has you here in this church, in this place, because we at Waterway Church needs your gift? Do I think about that? You are here because Waterway Church needs your gift. You know what? I firmly believe that because I believe in the sovereignty of God, and I think that's why he has people, certain people, all of you here in this church because, you know what? Waterway Church needs your spiritual gift. Let's, let's go back to the body illustration. Now, a few weeks ago, um, two weeks ago, actually, you heard Chad Stolzfus give his story, and uh, he talked about his prosthetic leg. Well, you know, Chad's the only guy I know that has more than two legs. <laughs> this is one of Chad's legs. And it so aptly fits with our sermon today. Because you know what? You have a gift. God has given you a gift. But you know what? If it's not attached to the body, what good is it? I mean, I think I can make it stand. Come on. Well, it doesn't even want to stand now. I had it standing earlier. And it wants to fall over. Now, maybe that's a good part of the illustration, too, because it just falls over. But, yeah. But you know what? That, that leg, I mean, it's useful, isn't it? I mean, Chad, this leg is very useful because it helps you get around. But you know what? Just by itself here, how useful is that leg? <laughs> it's just standing over there by itself. But you know what? When Chad attaches that to his body, that's extremely useful. Folks, we need you. We need each of you. That's why you're here at Waterway Church, because we, we need you. And what's cool is that there's about 150 people who are here volunteering, using their spiritual gifts. That is awesome. 
part of our problem as pastors is that we're trying to keep track of all of that. And we're trying to make sure people have training, people know what they need to do and, you know, so they can use their spiritual gift. And I tell you what, uh, you know, for, for Pastor Jesse and me, you know, our, our head swims sometimes because we're trying to keep track of all of that. And it's like, well, I, oh, ha, ha, you know, so bear with us. But, but that's no excuse for you to not use your gift. Now, I am talking about Waterway Church, but you can use your gift anywhere because God's kingdom is not just Waterway Church. God's kingdom is throughout the world. We need you. For those of you who are serving, using your gifts, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, when you use your gift, the blessing that you receive from God is awesome. Knowing that you are part, you are part of fulfilling God's will for his kingdom. Isn't that cool? You know, stop and think about that for a second, you know? Wait a second, you know, just what I'm doing, you know, whether it's chasing after a two-year-old in the classroom to wipe their nose. You know, you're fulfilling God's will in his kingdom, helping those little children so that mom and dad could be in a worship service or in a Sunday school so they can learn. Using your spiritual gift brings about a blessing in your own heart, in your own life. But it's also part of God's plan for his kingdom to be built here on earth. Man, jump in. Jump in and be a part of it. It is awesome. We want to help you do that as well. So you can contact me at... There you go. I'd love to help you do that. And you know, one of the things that's pretty cool, too, is that, you know what? It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter. You could be in elementary school. And, and you can use the gift that God has given you. I mean, when you came in uh, last week, there were pumpkins outside because kids were selling pumpkins to raise money for the second floor. There were also some plants outside earlier this summer where um, kids had plants to sell because they wanted to raise money for the second floor. They were using their gifts for the kingdom of God. And they're in elementary school. One of our oldest attendees here in his mid-90s is still using his gift. Donna got a card this week. A really encouraging card. It was awesome. In his mid-90s, he's using his spiritual gift of encouragement. See, you're never too young. You're never too old. If you're saying, well, I'm not sure what I can do, contact me. I won't, you don't say it. We'll help you figure it out because we need you. We need you here at Waterway Church.
to use your gift because that's why God has you here. So that the will of God can get accomplished here in Waterway Church, here in Oxford, southern Chester County, and around the world. Do you want to be a part of that? Man, I do. I want to be a part of what God's doing. I hope you do too. So find out your spiritual gift. Use your spiritual gift. Be part of what God is doing in his church all around the world. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for giving us gifts so that we can be a part of what you are doing in the world so that we can help people know about Jesus, so that we can encourage people in, in their walk of faith. God, <laughs> help us not to be like Chad's leg just standing up here by itself. Useful, but not attached to anything. God, help us to be attached to the body so that we can be used by you to accomplish your will, God. We are so grateful for what you desire to do in us and through us as we use the gifts that you have given. God, thank you. Thank you for what you are going to do here at Waterway Church in southern Chester County and around the world. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.